Welcome to God Knows Where. I'm Brett Harris. On today's episode, we're looking at Elizabeth, not my Elizabeth, but the Elizabeth whom Zechariah came home to, and as it turns out, is also the person whom Mary came to when she needed help making sense of everything God was sharing with her. I'll keep bringing you these regular weekly episodes, even as Drawing Out Advent continues to roll out each day over on the premium feed, bringing you a little closer to Christmas and hopefully to each other along the way. If you haven't started listening to and watching Drawing Out Advent, don't worry, it's not too late to catch up. The episodes are short, the art is beautiful, the music is beautiful, it's well worth signing up even if you haven't already. So follow the links in the show notes to subscribe and take the journey toward Bethlehem with us. Have you missed out on hearing about Drawing Out Advent? If you have, don't worry. If you're looking for a way to walk through Advent and toward Christmas, to reflect on how it came to be that God came into the world as a little baby, and maybe to start conversations with your kids or your spouse or whomever, then Drawing Out Advent is for you. Visit godknowswhere.supercast.com to subscribe today and to get it right here in your podcast feed alongside our weekly episodes. Keep telling your friends and family. It's been so fun for me to see how many of you are spreading the word. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Assistant to the Regional Manger. A reading from Luke 1. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Zechariah came home to this same place after the angel visited him. And now Mary has come to this same home after an angel visited her. What is it about this home, Zechariah and Elizabeth's house, that makes it the place everyone shows up to figure things out? I actually don't think it has anything to do with the place. I think it's Elizabeth. She isn't the main character in either story we've read so far, but she plays a vital role in both. She's the one constant through both stories. Well, she and Gabriel are the constants. Gabriel comes in hot both times with big news for Mary and Zechariah, life-changing, world-altering news, and neither one of them knows what to do or how what Gabriel tells them will happen will happen. But after that, after they hear from Gabriel, they both go to Elizabeth. So what is it that draws them to her? And what we read earlier in Luke, we learn that Elizabeth and Zechariah had struggled with infertility and it had weighed heavily upon them. But when they conceived a child in the days after Zechariah came home speechless, Elizabeth put two and two together and realized something bigger was going on. And she was the one that gave voice to that. Similarly, When Mary shows up with her own news, Elizabeth feels John kick in her womb. And again, Elizabeth takes that physical sign and weighs it against Mary's news of her own pregnancy 
and Elizabeth realizes that this story is continuing to grow. Now, she's never been visited by Gabriel herself, but she's watched her own life and that of others around her change since Gabriel started visiting. She's paid attention. She's noticed the changes and the stories that have been shared, and she has seen the direction that Gabriel is leading them. And she's put that all into words for them and for us to understand. While Luke's narrator is the one giving us, the readers, information that helps us understand the story, Elizabeth is that narrator, that navigator for the characters in the story. And they all trust her sense of direction. They come to her for guidance. They need her, and better yet, they listen to her when they're in her presence. We can't always say that for the people who give us guidance and direction, can we? In what is maybe my favorite episode from The Office, Michael and Dwight have had a rough sales day on the road and they're trying to get to their next destination. Michael's driving and they're following the GPS when it tells them to make a turn. And Michael starts to take it and Dwight starts telling him not to, tries to tell him to go another way, that if he listens to the Garmin, they're going to go straight into a lake. Michael thinks the GPS must know something that they don't and he keeps driving toward the water. Dwight keeps trying feverishly to guide Michael away from the water to pay attention to the signs right in front of them, but Michael doesn't listen, and they end up sinking their car in the lake. Elizabeth is for Zechariah and Mary, who Dwight Schrute tried to be for Michael Scott in that moment. But Zechariah and Mary, unlike Michael, they trusted Elizabeth. They trusted the one who had seen the signs and could see where the journey was going. They trusted the one who was putting the map and reality together for them. But for Elizabeth, it's more. It's way more than just seeing what is happening. It's the realizing that the story is so much bigger than all of them. That it's not really about any one of them in particular. And that for God to do what God is about to do in their lives and throughout creation, they simply have to let God work through them in all these different ways, whatever their role may be. There's a version of this story. It feels like a version that might exist in our world today with all of our what about this or what about that reactions to the news we hear, where Zechariah and Mary, when they go to Elizabeth seeking guidance and direction, she just winds up taking it personally, making it all about her and why she hasn't received what they've received, right? There's a version of this where instead of giving voice to what God is doing and how the story is bigger than any of them, Elizabeth ends up asking questions like, if we're going to have a baby, Zechariah, why didn't God come and talk to me about it? Gabriel talked to Mary, what about me? And why do you get to be the one who carries the Lord to term Mary? I've been waiting longer than you've been alive to have a child. I just get to be the one who will prepare the way for the Lord? It's not fair. There's a version of this story where Mary and Zechariah come to Elizabeth with their news and her reaction makes them never want to tell her anything again, no matter how close they are. That doesn't help them find any better sense of direction with where to go. But thank God that's not the version we get. Thank God that's not who Elizabeth is. 
Elizabeth knows that this is all bigger than them, collectively, and it's not about any one of them individually. Elizabeth knows from what she's seen and heard and felt that this whole story they've gotten wrapped up in is about God doing the one thing God has yet to do. Show up on earth and come home to us. To live and move and breathe and teach and love within the creation that God brought into being. She knows that in order to participate in this, they need to help each other out because they all need help. Zechariah still can't speak. Neither of them, Mary or Elizabeth, neither of them have ever been pregnant before, and Mary is going to get a lot of questions as the months roll on. And none of them can do or be who or what they need to be or do unless they lean on each other, unless they go through this together. This story reminds us that there are folks in our lives who we all go to when we need a new perspective. This story reminds us of how to be those kinds of people when our friends and our family come to us with whatever they need to tell us. If the scene from the office with Michael and Dwight tells us what not to do, I think there's a scene from Ted Lasso, one among many that clearly shows us what to do, how to be more like Elizabeth, and how to be that conduit that broadens the story and changes the perspective and helps us to remember that the story that is being told with us and around us and through us is so much bigger than we think. It's the moment when Ted learns he's a pawn in Rebecca's revenge plot. He could have gotten mad or sad or stormed off, but he says to her instead, I think that if you care about someone and you've got a little love in your heart, there ain't nothing you can't get through together. I love that. I feel like that's something Elizabeth might have said to Zechariah and Mary earlier in their lives. And that's why they come to her when Gabriel comes and changes their lives forever to figure out how to make their way through the journey God has set before them together. Elizabeth knows the best way to get through that journey, the only way to get through that journey, is together, leaning on one another, using that love we have inside us to guide us through all that is ahead. They all have a part to play, and some may have a bigger part than others, and some may wish they'd had a bigger part than they're asked to play, but they all have a part to play, and they all need each other's support to make it through. In our lives, we're all going to need someone at some point in our lives who we can bring all our stuff to, all we're worried about, all we're uncertain about, and who we know loves us enough to help us out. So let's make sure that we have someone like Elizabeth in our lives. And if we don't have someone like Elizabeth in our lives, let's try to be like Elizabeth in the lives of those around us. Let's keep a close eye on what's happening all around us, the way God is moving, the story God is telling, so that when someone comes to us with their uncertainty, we can help them move forward with a clearer vision of what's ahead and a new song to sing, and a little more love in all our hearts. But we can only do that together. 
God Knows Where is written, produced, and edited by me, Brett Harris, with music by Thomas Steinwinder and Michael Trest, and unwavering support from my wife, Elizabeth. If you like what you hear, I'd encourage you to share God Knows Where with your friends and family and give us a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. It'll mean the world to me and it'll help more people find God Knows Where. Thanks in advance for your help and for being here and for listening. Until next time, take these words from William Sloan Coffin with you. May God give you the grace never to sell yourself short. Grace to risk something big for something good. Grace to remember that the world is too dangerous for anything but truth and too small for anything but love. So may God take your minds and think through them, and your eyes and see through them, and your hearts and set them on fire.